0: everybody we are back this is episode 269 of the dark windows podcast my name is kevin
1: i'm kevin um yes i'm kevin mm-hmm.
0: yeah you we have are. any business to tend to or mm-hmm.
1: no okay no old business all straight up new business
0: so we don't have to go through the uh minutes <clears throat> minutes no. from the last meeting that's <laughs> nope <good. laughs> um.
1: no no they, they they all know what the the last minutes were
0: 'Cause uh not gonna lie to you, this one's kind of a fucking bummer.
1: <laughs> sweet
0: Um a- as per requested, um by we, who? We well, we were asked to do oh. and I quote, a real scumbag piece of shit, murderer. Oh. Uh yeah, that was Ben. Um so I did. <sighs> God. This guy just sucks so bad. Mm. Are you familiar with the term incel by chance? Yeah. Okay. Anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's it, it's it means involuntarily celibate. Um, it is mostly weird dudes on the internet that can't get laid, and they blame the fact that they have shitty personalities on women, and that's why they can't get laid. It's because women suck, even though it's them that sucks. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so th- this guy is essentially, um, from what I could find, he's basically the the patient zero or, you know, in the case of how I've titled this, Incel 1. Um, oh, Incel 1. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. What a fucking jerk off. Like, I got through most of this episode and was like, ah, this guy's a piece of shit. I get it. And then you get to the very end of some stuff, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck this guy so hard. But anyway, this week we are talking about Mark LePin. M-A-R-C. That tells you anywhere we're headed. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Mark Le Pen. Yeah. It's, so French.
0: It's spelled Le Pine. L E P uh, I N E. Which, you know. Um, uh-huh. So he was not born Mark Le Pen. Um, he was actually born Gamil. Gar- I had a hard time with this one. Garabi. G H A R B I. He was born October 26, 1964. In one of my least favorite places in the world that I've been to, Montreal, okay. Quebec, ha
1: ha, Canada. I knew it. I knew he was a Canuck.
0: Um, his mother is is very much a Canuck, uh, Mo, uh, Monique Le Pen. Obviously, that's, that name is going to come back up later, as, as we'll see. I mean, Monique's kind of a sexy name. I mean, well, She is not. I, I have seen interviews with her, and she is not. Maybe back in the day, but like when they did the interview with her,
1: she is not le chic.
0: No, she's not an attractive woman like uh, uh, in the. the she aged
1: graciously, graciously.
0: She has every right not to have. To she, be completely honest,
1: she aged like a pile of shit.
0: <laughs> she uh, not
1: like a fine wine.
0: Somewhere between wine and milk. <laughs> you know, hmm. not great. She aged, aged like a cheese. Mean and curdled, got a little wrinkly, but I mean cheese. Sometimes when they age, they get better. Not looking. Taste wise, yes.
1: Okay, I don't think okay.
0: Aged cheese tends to be like crumbly and wrinkly, and you know, yeah. Um, so she was a nurse who, at one point in time, had been a Catholic nun. Um, huh, and his father. Rashad Garabi was not a Catholic nun. No. He was a piece of shit. Um, he was also an Algerian immigrant and businessman. Um, I did it in that order because, first and foremost, he was a scumbag Okay, over anything else. Um, to put it into perspective, he refused to cancel a business trip to the Caribbean. Um, he, he sold mutual funds. So he refused to cancel a business trip to the Caribbean when Monique was going into labor with Mark. Nah, I'll just see you guys when I get back. Um, so he was in the Caribbean selling mutual funds to who the fuck knows how who. Um, the people.
1: Yeah.
2: You know.
0: Yeah. Well, it was it was like two weeks before he actually met his son because he was like, nah, I can't really cut this short. I got mutual funds to sell whatever the fuck those are. Mutual funds? Yeah. They're... It seems like a pyramid scheme. Mutual funds aren't. He's selling goddamn phone cards or something.
1: No, mutual funds are like, I mean, they have to... You have to pretty much, like, just let them sit there. They're just funds that are, you know, that kind of are a long game.
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound exciting. For
1: investment, that's all it is.
0: So he's... He's... He's selling fucking, uh... Um... Oh, what do you call them? Shit, security bonds. Like you get you, know, you get somebody's kid when they're like a year old. You're like, ah, oh, it's fifty dollars. It'll be worth a hundred and fifty dollars by the time you're eighteen. Yeah, maybe not, not really. You <laughs> know, um, I mean, mutual funds.
1: They have a possibility of being worth a lot more, but yeah, I was one of those ones where I got my a a fifty dollar gift, fifty dollar car. Um, or what the fuck was it? I don't know, whatever whatever those are. Yeah,
0: I know what you're talking about.
1: And fucking didn't, it was
0: like, oh, yeah, wait till blah, blah, blah,
1: mature, and then, you know, it'll be worth a lot more. Well, yeah, yeah it was worth a hundred bucks. Yeah. And this was like, I don't know, 10, 10 12 years later.
0: <laughs> Which means now it's worth nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because <laughs> the economy... That well, sucked I mean, this, a fat dick.
1: This was like back in early 2000s. Oh, so the
0: economy has the economies basically crashed twice since you checked on that thing.
1: I I, I cashed it in already. <laughs> Probably a good I idea. To, I didn't know what to do with it, and I was like, oh, well, whatever.
0: Um, So he also forced Monique to leave her nursing position when Mark was born um, because he wanted to be able to keep an eye on her. So he made her his assistant. Okay. Even though she had no experience in any of this shit um she she had she went to school for nursing she had no fucking clue about like being a secretary and stuff um so he was obviously uh, Algerian he was born a muslim he was a non-practicing muslim but he still held on to some of their beliefs about women um, like the fact that they're not equal to men um so he he held on to selective things from his his religious system that applied how he wanted them to. Okay. Um you know. So, like I said, it was a couple weeks after um he was born that he finally would meet his son. So, it was in that couple week period um that some evidence came forward that he had been fucking around behind Mo- Monique's back for quite a while. Um and as was kind of typical for the time, she just Ignored the whole thing, swept it under the rug, bygones are bygones, all that shit. Yep.
1: Um, Do what's best for the family and the kid. Keep them together. Keep the family together.
0: What's best for the family and kids, she would have killed this man in his sleep. You'll see why when we get there. Okay. Um, uh, So Mark was was joined in 1967 by his younger sister, Nadia. Um, Couldn't really pin down a birthplace for her. Because at the time of her birth, they were moving around for for Rashad's work. They were Rashid. Sorry, Rashid. It's spelled strangely, so that's why I keep fucking it up. But um, they were bouncing around between Costa Rica and Puerto Rico while he's selling mutual funds and beating his wife. Um, as you do when you're in the Caribbean. Why not? Nice vacation. You no, know to make it even better. Black eyes. That's what. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So, he, uh, here, again, he would kind of showcase how much of an asshole he was. Uh, if he found any kind of errors in the paperwork, Monique got slapped around. Even if he fucked it up. Wow. She got slapped around for it. You know. Okay. Um, He's one of those. Yeah, he sure is. And um, anytime she would kind of show any type of affection to the kids... He'd beat the crap out of her because showing them affection would quote spoil them. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if she had been allowed to show her children affection, we wouldn't be doing this episode. That's, you know, this is a, uh, one of those nature versus nurture cases. And it was definitely a case of nurture yeah, <laughs> over nature. Um, unless you count nature as your environment also. Um, this is not not great. Um, and, you know, we, we've never talked about someone who had, you know, a, a bad childhood that grew up to be super fucking weird and violent ever. We've never done that here. No. You know, why, why would we talk about somebody like that? No,
1: po- no possible way. We've ever talked about <sighs> anybody that has done something stupid or, you know, had a fucked up childhood that's grown up to be fucked up.
0: Right, right. Uh, So in 1970, an incident took place that would be the final straw for Monique. Um, I'm going to play a clip so that you can hear her words of how she actually put it. Okay, Uh, I'm going to throw that in here right now.
3: The child needs to uh, obey right away. Okay. Otherwise, he, he would slam them. That was it. It was the same with me. In his mind, he had to beat his wife at least once a day. He was violent with me, but one day he was violent with my son. And my, my son must have woken up around 7 o'clock. He was singing because he was pleased and he was happy. And he was disturbing his father. And I, the other came and flung in the face. It lasts for a week, you know, these marks. And even worse, he, had, he needed an operation in the year after that, you know. You know, when I left this man, my son was hiding in the wardrobe. Every time a man was coming in, you know, even my brother, he was just going in the wardrobe to hide. If I would have been able, you know, to, to go outside of my own uh, problem by then, I would have seen a lot of fear in his eyes. A lot of fear.
0: So, that was... Uh... <clears throat> Right from the horse's mouth itself, basically, as to huh. what would go on here. Um, so, uh, this beating would result in Mark needing surgery to repair his eardrum and inner ear. Um, he had a, he had basically no balance for a few, however long it took him to get into for surgery, because you fuck with somebody's inner ear and it completely throws off their equilibrium. And I'm assuming this would also result in him. With a lack of balance, bumping into shit. Maybe knocking things over and breaking it. And guess what that would have been? Get your ass kicked again. Because this is your fault that you broke this. Even though it's also your fault that I broke you. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the kind of asshole we're dealing with. Like I said, would have been a whole lot shorter of an episode if she had smothered this cocksucker in his sleep yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, yeah, this is uh,
0: th- th- this just got personal.
1: Yeah, it, it uh, yeah, it's very much personal for me. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. okay.
0: So I mean, w- without going into your background, you can safely say that you experienced similar things to this as a child. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So. Very much so. that uh, To a T, pretty much. And it was, wasn't so much, uh, you know, like if they had left thing, it was just, it have been better if they were both just shot thing.
0: In your case, and, yes. And killed. In your case, yes. Yeah. Um, in this case, <laughs> she really, really tries. It's a good thing, but, uh,
1: as I always say, it's a good thing that I was taken out of there because I would probably have been, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Yeah,
0: Your <laughs> d- your dad would definitely be in prison, not your father, your dad,
1: because those are different things. No, I, I mean, no, I, j- I just wouldn't be here because I would be in prison. Mm-hmm. Or Fair I w- or I'd be dead. Either or. I probably would be in prison because I would have been double homicide. Yeah, at least. I mean,
0: from what you've told me, justifiably so. Yeah. You know,
1: I mean, <laughs> you know, it would. Uh, I told my mom that I'm like, you know, it's a good thing you guys got me. Why? said, so I probably would be in prison right now. You you would why? Because I would have killed him and. You Ben and I would have killed them. And
0: yeah, they're like, oh, the sperm donor and birth giver would have both been found in a fucking creek somewhere.
1: No, not birth giver. No, stepmummy. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Birth giver had no fucking, no nothing
0: about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's not going to get any better. Thanks. Spoiler alert. Not not for you. I mean, in the story. (laughs) No, I mean,
1: Um, no, my my situation got better. Obviously (laughs) still lingering things that go along with it.
0: Yeah. It's called fucking childhood trauma. Like it's not something that just goes away. I mean, it never
1: will. Never does.
0: No, no. You got to like work through it. And even then it doesn't fucking go away. You know,
1: 43 years old and I still have issues. Yeah. So, you
0: know, um, so when the separation case started, uh, Obviously, everything has to go through the court. yep. Um, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's different here than it is there. Um, but there was there was like a hearing where you know they could bring witnesses forward to you know justify why they're trying to separate shit like that. Um, so Monique revealed that um, that Rashid forced the kids to stay in their room when he was home. Their room had a bed, two chairs, a little plastic table. And what basically equals, you know, equals up to a training toilet, like one of those little potties you you potty train yep. your kids on, like a pot with a fucking seat on it. Okay. When he was home, they were in there. Um, coming out of that room and making noise is what earned, in quotes, uh, Mark, his fucking beating that fucked up his ear and shit. Because he, you know, <laughs> went out into the house. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what an asshole, right? Yep. Singing, yeah. being a kid. How dare what he? What a scumbag.
2: Yeah. <sighs> fuck.
0: fuck. Um, uh, so anytime they tried to leave the room um, and Monique would try to, like, stand up for him, not only would the kids get beat, she'd get it, too. Because that's how abusive relationships work. Yeah. Is uh, everybody gets beat. Yeah. Except for the sure. one person that probably fucking deserves it. Yeah. So Monique's sister... Was at, um, was at the um, the hearing in her sister's defense, and she was asked if there if she had noticed any of this behavior that her sister's talking about, and um, Monique's sister goes on to tell a story about um, one night being invited over for dinner, and um, after she got there and had been there for a few minutes, you know, Monique's making dinner, uh, Rashid decided that he didn't want her there anymore for dinner. And, you know, Monique kind of like got him in the kitchen. She's like, I'll have her leave right after we're done eating. You know, just let her stay. So being a, you know, a rational adult, he grabbed the casserole out of the oven and threw it out the kitchen window. <laughs> the kids were out back, like in the, in the yard, which a fucking rarity for these kids. Um, so she went out to, clean up what was left of dinner and try to make sure that nobody's going to cut their feet open on, I'm assuming probably a giant old ass, like 1970s Pyrex dish, which means like he had to throw out some goddamn force yeah. to break that thing. Cause my grandmother sent somebody home with dinner one night. He got into a head on car accident and shot a Pyrex plate through the windshield of his car and picked it up and wiped it off and put it in the, back in the, in the car and brought it back to her. Those fuckers were tough. Yeah. Um, So, while she's out there trying to clean it up, um, he goes out and he just, he smacks her in the back of the head and he smashed her face into the brick wall in the backyard a couple of times right in front of his kids. Which I'm assuming, you know, being young, they're probably fucking crying and freaking out. And, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, This is the point where you hear, you know, you don't hear it, but... You're, you as a listener you're not hearing it but or knowing it but inside the my
0: internal br- rage that i can see in your face is the, fucking the, ridiculous there's a
1: there's a uh, thing that's going off where you didn't i mean i'm hearing it which is you hear a I,
0: I can and it's it's around being chambered i can hear magazines being loaded yeah, it's like that's and then there's you fucking know. you know
1: a, bullet, a a pistol and you hear pop and fucking then there's blood yeah lots of it <laughs> and that's just all that goes going through my brain right now yeah going
0: yeah so i mean Mon- <laughs> monique's sister gives possibly the most obvious statement of all time that her sister and niece and nephew live in fear of Rashid. Yeah. they're fucking terrified of this man so the court obviously sided with monique in favor of the separation um I'm not going to get into the whole thing. Sometimes it's not the right decision to side with the mom. Like, I, I've seen cases where siding yeah. with the mom is a bad idea. Yeah. Because the father is the only responsible adult in the yeah. child's life. And then they go, nah, we'll give it was given to the mom. And the kid turns out to be an asshole. This is not that case. This is like, you guys did the right thing by keeping this son of a bitch away from his kids and soon to be ex-wife. Spoiler. Yeah, away. they don't get they don't reconcile and get back together. Um, so shortly after the separation, um, Mark, Monique and Nadia, they are in the house. They got to keep the house because that's how that works. Not long after this whole thing, she comes home one night to find the kids outside on the steps with the door locked shut from the outside with new locks because the bank has seized the house because Rashid has stopped making mortgage payments. <laughs> so nice, nice guy, right? Yep. You know, even if you're going through a divorce, you could not be a piece of shit and be like, okay, I'll, I'll continue making payments until we can make an arrangement where she can take over making them so yeah. that my children aren't homeless. Yeah. But he doesn't, does, he, he didn't care. No. Um. Uh, This is really the last interaction any of them would have with him. Um, The divorce is finalized in 1976. Why it took five fucking years to finalize a divorce, I have no idea. But it did. Um, It's weird. And he he made a grand total of two child support payments before he vanished. Um, He was given supervised visitation. And when they set up the first meeting, he fucking bailed just completely flaked on it now he never spoke to any of them again oh dang so he's gone yay again fuck him not gonna get any better unfortunately (sighs) all this shit's going on monique obviously has to go back to work yeah she's gone back to her nursing position and she did like she's a badass because she is she's working full-time. I'm assuming she's probably pulling quite a few doubles here, trying to support everybody. And she's also taking extra courses to further her career as a nurse. Yeah. To be able to try to provide for her family. Yeah. This is a double-edged sword.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because it doesn't allow you to have, you know, the time with your kids that you need. But you also feel that you're doing the best that you can because you're working to support your family. Right. And to be able to give a roof over their how, uh, their heads and food on the table, but you're, this... you're
0: making a sacrifice. Yeah, and it's not an easy one to do. No, um, and in this case, it turns out to be kind of a lost cause. Like, yeah, you're 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 doing the best you can for your kids, but at this point in time, for one of them, it's too late. Um, so. He has now officially changed his name to Mark Lapine um, at the age of 14 because kids were bullying him in school for having a weird-ass name. And also, he fucking hated his father. So he took his mother's last name and then just, like, picked Mark out of somewhere. I mean, I know that's a fairly common French-Canadian name. Yeah. Um, We're going to run into a couple more of those as we go. And you're going to go, holy shit, how many of these people are there in the store? Oh, there's a bunch. Yeah, there's a bunch. Um, so this is around the same time where he starts to he starts to show qualities in himself that his father had, because he has decided at the age of fourteen that women are inferior to men. Also, which you would maybe think the opposite because the only male role model you've had in your life beat the dog piss out of you every chance he got. And the only real female role model you've had in your life is your mother who is kicking ass and taking names to try to do everything she can for you and your sister. Mm -hmm. Maybe I got it backwards. I don't fucking know. I don't know, but he's, he's decided at this point that, you know, women are kind of fucking, you know, women suck. Um, it's a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome. No. A little. No, it's not Stockholm Syndrome. That's when you've been kidnapped and you start to sympathize with your, you know, or, your captor.
1: What a Stockholm... Uh.
0: It's, it's misogyny, which I fucking hate that word because um, people have decided that it, that's just like a catch-all. It's like being a racist now, but...
1: No, Maybe it's not Stockholm, but it's something I can't think of. Anyway, Copenhagen syndrome. (laughs) No, no, it's it's it's
0: uh, that's that's when you get the gum disease from chewing.
1: It's it's basically like you're uh, you've been in a situation. Well, I mean, it's basically a Stockholm, yeah, because you're basically you're in the situation the same for so long, and everything that your brain has already. It's it's a learned um, behavior. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it is kind
0: of Stockholm Syndrome. So, another thing that really didn't help Mark at all was all the time that Mom is spending away. Um, so, she basically only sees them on weekends. During the week, they're living with other families. Like,
2: mm.
0: like they're spending a lot of time with their aunt or cousins. And, like, they were just kind of bouncing back and forth from one family member's house to another. And then on the weekend, they're with Mom. Um so Mark would go on later to say that this left him feeling alone and isolated from the rest of the world. Which yeah, I I could I kind of feel bad for this guy until the last like half of the story. Like as a kid, you feel bad for him. Yeah. Cuz he didn't have a chance. Um so he he also Went through, you know, that super fucking awkward puberty that most dudes do. You know, uh, no no guy has ever gone through puberty and not been really goddamn awkward during it. You know, right there. <laughs> the fucking voice crack. Because <laughs> you start getting that weird little fucking wispy ass mustache and acne and shit. And it's just, it's not, not pleasant.
1: Yeah, that wispy mu- mustache.
0: That <sighs> and never. then like...
1: I've never had one.
0: <laughs> the weird growth spurts and like it's it's fucking. Okay, had those. It's it's a weird time in your life. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I swear, I hope, I really hope that everybody listening to this show has actually gone through, has been through puberty at this point in their life, and you are not letting like a eleven year old listen to this because this is definitely not the episode for that. Um, so he he ended up getting like he got acne like bad yeah bad um and you know he's his self-esteem is in the shitter because he's got bad acne and Mm -hmm. he fucking is super awkward and he's got a lot of trauma and shit so he doesn't really he doesn't feel great about himself obviously and his sister really didn't help because she would pretty frequently in front of people at school just bust his balls about his acne and the fact that he didn't have a girlfriend. Like his sister's kind of an asshole, but like she's a kid.
1: Plus she's his sister.
0: Exactly. You know?
1: Sisters do that. Yeah. Siblings do that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Had it been a brother, he'd be like, When you gay or something, you have a girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Gay one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh good shit. So um Mark and Nadia's relationship, like, as siblings, was a little was strained, to say the least, with, you know, her constantly harassing him and him not defending himself. Yeah. This is where the referee needs to step in and fucking wave off the fight. Like, he's turtled yeah. up and she just keeps swinging on him. So, would it have been different had they been living home with their mom full-time? It's hard to say.
1: I'd say probably um, not.
0: I... I I, I think it's kind of weird that they disliked each other as much as they did because of the the, the shared bullshit that they went through. Um, a term I hear a lot from from dudes that were in the military that talk about why they're st- why their like best friend is some dude that they met when they were like deployed it's trauma bonding because you bond over like crazy shit that is going on and it's just like you know. So I, I don't know if I don't know. That's weird. Um, it got so bad that Mark would often daydream about his sister dying. <laughs> and uh, at one point in time, he actually even made a little, uh, um, a little gravestone for her. Pretty yeah. nice of him, hmm. you know. Um, interesting. In 1981, uh, Nadia Nadia would be placed into a group home because she started doing drugs and taking part in what. The Canadian law, like the Canadian legal system, referred to as "quote delinquent behavior." Uh huh. So, she was uh, having the sex. Maybe, I don't know.
1: Snorting the coke.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Like she was definitely doing drugs. But so, I mean, you kind of have two different choices. I think was she like just banging dudes and getting caught doing it, or was it the trailer park boys? you know, line of logic where she became a bottle kid, Uh, you know, start throwing bottles at people and shit.
1: I'm going to say it was probably the first one, probably the first one, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, you know, Uh, that's um, probably what it was. But uh, once once she got removed and put into a different home, Mark had a little party for himself in his head. He was pretty happy about about her (laughs) not being around, which is also fucking weird. Because he complains about being isolated and not having anybody around. But then, like, the one person that's around all the time, you're like, nah, fuck her. I'm glad she's gone. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, I don't know. It, it doesn't make any sense. It, it's it's really fucking weird. Not too long after all this, um, his mother gets him into the Big Brother program, which, you know, it's a, it's a mentor program. And his Big Brother taught him a bunch of shit about, like, motorcycles, like, working on motorcycles and, you know. Doing photography and stuff, I like guess, and this this really seemed to help him out. Like he he took to the program really well. Um, well, he was in the program. His grades improved. He stopped being an asshole to people. Like it was a good thing for him. It, it worked out really well. But because he's not allowed to be happy, um, come to find out that his big brother is removed from the program. Because other kids that he had been big brothering had come forward and said, hey, this dude's been molesting me for years. Um, And Mark kind of, he came forward and he's like, I don't know, if, maybe, but he never did anything like that with me. So. So he's he's no longer in the uh, the big brother program. So the again had a. Don't you want to say a positive male role model if he was molesting people, but. Had he not been molesting people, it would have been a positive male role model. Yeah, to look sure. up to, and you know, yeah. Um, but I can't really say that if you're molesting people, though. No, you know. So I guess the moral of this story is don't molest people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Making sure we're on the yeah. <laughs> make sure we're on the same page here, because like, uh, that's not cool, man. Like.
1: N- no. Yeah. no, no. You, you no. no.
0: Only time you're supposed to molest somebody is if they're into it. Like, if you're married and you walk up and, like, honk your wife's butt, that's technically molesting her. Yeah. Is she going to call the cops? No. She's probably going to tell you to knock it off.
1: <laughs> or do again or something. Either way.
0: Oh, so as he got a bit older, um, you know, as teenage boys sometimes do, he got really into World War II. Which, hey, I did too. Like, World War II was kind of cool to learn about when you're, yeah. you know, for sure it's a fine hobby decent interest to have unless you get super into hitler in the ss and like it's kind of cool you know i like what they were doing you know that's 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 probably a red flag okay um especially when your ancestors w- could have potentially been ones over there and been like oh fuck you buddy you know <laughs> i don't know if, i don't know if quebec took part in were they trying to secede during world war ii or was that after
1: I don't know. I don't
0: know. Anyway, I don't know. I
1: mean, there's, there's, I don't know. Multiple talks about it. Anybody that's Canadian, that's I don't.
0: A, I honestly, uh, don't think we've ever had a download in Canada. Probably
1: not, because they. Oh, they or, or no! somebody t- told them about us, and they were
0: like, "They don't I, like Canadians." I love Canadians, except Quebec. Uh huh. The rest of them totally fucking fine. Oh, yes. How would I hate Canada if I support one of if you know I, I support a, a a pro sports team there, you know like, I fucking I love my Blue Jays and you know regular Canadians are cool. The French yeah. ones kind of suck. Um, he also got really into paintball, which again pretty cool. This is uh like the infancy of, of paintball because this is like uh, early '80s. This is back not too far removed from the paintball gun being invented to mark trees for lumberjacks. Cause that's exactly what it was. Yeah. You know, cause they, they, they created it so you could be in the back of a truck. You go stop. Okay. We need to cut down this one. Whack, whack, whack. And they would just shoot a fucking paintball at them. Then you know what trees you have to cut down. Yep. Um, also got it like really into horror movies and nothing you know. wrong with that. No. And the, some of the guys that he played paintball with said that, He went from being like a, you know, a shy, weird introvert to getting out in the woods. Completely different animal. He's really intense. Probably took it a little bit too seriously, one of those guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So with this newfound love of simulated human hunting, Mark did the next logical thing and tried to join the army in 1981. After being turned down for service, (laughs) military paperwork that was uh, eventually released upon... um, Later events, they were they, the paperwork would be released for you know, part of the as part of the investigation. Um, the person that interviewed him and did all the paperwork and said he was uh, quote he was interviewed, assessed, and determined to be unsuitable for service. So, yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: So he he on the other hand told people that he had a hard time accepting authority, even though he tried to volunteer into the military so if you're trying to do it voluntarily you should probably already have the idea in your head i'm gonna have to listen to people you know yeah that's not see he probably didn't think of it like that no he probably thought they were gonna be like hey welcome to the army bud here's your pants and a fucking gun go to town yeah And not realizing that yeah. you, know, you have to go through i'm gonna
1: teach you how to shoot and i'm gonna teach you this and then, but you know, we're not going to make you listen to us and have you, you know, follow instructions. Yeah. In a in a in a you know, in a assertive way. Yeah. Nah.
0: So the following year, 1982, at the age of 18, um, the family moves to Saint Laurent, which is a suburb of Montreal. Um, move out there because. The hospital that Monique is now a, like, <sighs> she's not a nurse anymore. She's now in, like, the operational part of the hospital. So she's moved up as, she's like an administrator. Uh-huh. So she's she's moved up pretty, pretty fucking good here. Yeah. So they move here to be closer to the hospital that she's at. Um, this move kind of fucked Mark up. Um, because he said it, quote, it put distance between me and the few friends that I had from school. Okay. 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 Until I tell you that it's 10 miles from St. Laurent to downtown Montreal. Well, maybe you could catch a bus and go see your buddies,
1: but maybe it wasn't that easy for him
0: to do it was Montreal in the 80s. They had a goddamn subway system. He could have got a cab. He could have got on a bus. They still have a subway system. Ten miles.
1: I think. I don't know. I haven't been to Canada in so long. Yeah. They might have a subway. Oh, I know they do. They do. But like. I mean, I haven't been there, so I don't know if it still stops at the Olympic Stadium or.
0: Oh, I don't know if it. I don't know. I know they have a subway, though. I remember
1: it used to because, I mean, you know, you used to be able to. Get right off at the stadium. Go watch the game.
0: Which, if MLB, MLB has their way, might be able to do that again soon.
1: I think they'd have to tear the stadium down. That's though. fine.
0: But they're talking about expanding back into Montreal, which kind of cool. Yeah. Except this time they need to not fuck up and they need to have English-language TV. They also have to be able to broadcast it on the radio in English as well as French. Because that's why the fucking Expos failed. Is because part of the deal... Was you could not show a Expos home game in anything but French, mm. because fuck the English that live here. Yeah, you know, fuck anybody that lives outside of Quebec that may want to watch this game. Yeah,
1: well, the Canadians. Because I mean, I think TSN now does all the broadcasting in both. In it's in both. Yeah, so you can get it in French or um, English.
0: And it's it's not like it used to be where it would have been just like a shitty translation now. Good example of it is uh, pro wrestling. You have different broadcast teams for different languages. Instead of just having a shit translation, it's a pretty cool thing.
2: Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I I thought that was pretty cool. I actually watched uh, the thing on YouTube. They were like, uh, it was the Spanish announce team. They were actually announcing. Oh, goddamn.
0: Dude, you ever want to see something super exciting or hear something super exciting? Listen to fucking Mexican commentary. For baseball games, those dudes get so excited. Like, holy shit! Like, oh, it's
1: it's either that it's uh even uh like any sport pretty much. I know like uh soccer, same thing. It's fucking like a goal. They're like, da da da, like oh, I don't want to sit. I don't want to <laughs> sit and watch
0: soccer. I would listen to that because that's fucking I mean, entertaining.
1: Yeah, but they're like, like
0: you know, goal. Cool. Yeah, because they are fired up, man. Oh my god. Ah. Oh. Mexican commentary teams for hockey would be amazing. Uh, Holy shit. Would those guys go crazy? Oh, it'd be be a goal for like fucking five miles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I saw one. It was, uh, uh, was it the Rams and Falcons that played in Germany this year? I don't know. It, It was, it was two NFL teams played in, uh, Frankfurt and, they're showing a clip from the game with the German commentary. Those guys are going goddamn crazy. Cause like, I don't know if they've ever called an NFL game before, but this guy gets hit and he just loses his fucking mind. Like it, it was, it was really fun. Um, but huh. we got to stop having fun and start talking about this again. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so mm. this is the beginning of a period of seven years, That um, he would later say in something that he writes, um, this was a period, quote, of seven years that have brought me no joy. So, he's he's really having fun here. August of 1982 starts a two-year college program. And this isn't going to sound important. Like any of this shit where he's going to college isn't going to really feel important. But I promise it is. I I wouldn't have put it in here if if it didn't need to be. Because the last thing I really want to talk about is somebody's fucking academic record, because that's boring as shit. Yeah. Um, Anyway, 1982 starts a two-year college program at a French-language school um, for pure sciences, which...
1: Uh, That's very fucked up.
0: Well, so pure (laughs) sciences, the the closest I could really think of from looking at the description of it would have been, like...
1: I wasn't talking about the sciences part. I was talking about... In being all French. Well, because he speaks French. He's dumb.
0: <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to be to speak French. I mean, <laughs> I
1: mean no, I mean, I'm sorry. We'll I will get shit
0: sure for that, but I don't care. We shouldn't pick on the... the, the... Oh, no, we can pick on this guy because he sucks. Um, but the closest I could find for what this pure sciences course would have been would have been kind of like the equivalent, um, at least here in Vermont, like what we have. To um like college prep science like a so an advanced science class you would have taken like your junior senior year of high school, you know okay not quite advanced placement but like instead of AP it's CP,
1: which okay so you know. college prep versus yeah versus advanced, advanced placement.
0: yeah uh, do you, did you take any of those college prep yeah
1: yeah I think so I don't know I didn't take any AP because I don't know if we even
0: had any I was in an AP writing class believe it or not. I did pretty fucking good. Well, a lot to you fucking die yep.
1: for you. I don't think we actually had any AP.
0: Maybe we had an AP English, maybe? You probably would have had English um, science. I don't know about science
1: at the time. Because
0: we had, we had like AP science, we had AP math, um, AP English, AP lit, which... <laughs> I didn't want to sit through regular I fucking mean, literature class. Like the but.
1: only we only had like one kid that was like so fucking smart with math that he wasn't taking math at Otter Valley. Yeah. He was taking it through college, so by the time the kid got to he went to Yale, by the time he got Oh,
0: fucking pinkies
1: up there. Only reason why he went to Yale no, was it Princeton, sorry. He went to Whoa. Princeton. The only reason why he went to Princeton is because Princeton offered offered him a better deal than MIT. He wanted to go to MIT, but MIT was like, yeah, here's your deal. And then Princeton's like, yeah, well, here's your, here's our deal. And he's like, okay, I'll go there.
0: So I think anyway, so back to this. Um, so he got off to kind of a rocky start. He failed two classes in his first semester. Um, but, you know, he's been out of high school for a year at this point. A little rusty. Yeah. You know, got some ring rust when it comes to education system. Um,
1: <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. He,
0: he got the hang of it in the second semester, though.
2: Oh. Um, well, I
1: mean. His, his
0: grades, uh, we're talking, like, letter grades higher than where they were. So he he, he brought it up pretty good. Okay. Right. He also starts working at the same hospital that his, uh, that his mom works at. Um, Joy for her. He's working as a food server slash janitor, which is kind of a weird combo, but whatever. You know, okay. um, probably bounced back and forth between the two, depending on where they needed him for the day. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, So his co-workers would call him, uh, would call him things such as uh, nervous, spastic and immature <laughs> uh, and like. So many of us that at one point in time or another have become attracted to a, a co-worker. Um, he did. But being nervous and immature and spastic, he didn't end up trying to talk to her. Uh-huh. Um, so in in his head, this was her fault because uh-huh. he couldn't talk to her. See, see this now we're starting to connect dots where we're going to like, at the end of it, it's going to make a fucking incel. Okay. And it's it's not not a pretty picture to paint um like most of these guys like these incel shit bags that go on to do awful stuff Uh uh-huh um they just fucking suck like the the big one's elliot roger and i'm not going to cover him because he is just such a pussy (laughs) like what a fucking dickhead um yeah like he was an incel during the age of reddit so he could just age of reddit right yes so like he, he he was on Reddit constantly just women's it's the women's fault that I can't talk to them, but blah, 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 blah. they won't talk to someone like me because they're going after the quarterback. Blah blah. shut the fuck up. Shut up. It's because you have a shitty personality. That's why women don't like you. You don't have to be attractive to get a girl. Trust me. You could just, you know, try to be funny or something. It, it, it works pretty good. I mean, I've tricked my wife for the better part of a decade at this point. So there's something she liked. I mean, she's uh, not with me for my money or the looks. And at this point in time, I've got her trapped with a kid. So, <laughs> um, so after a year of uh, after a year of taking these classes that he's been going to, going for, he switches things up. This is not. This is going to be an ongoing okay. thing as we as we continue this. He's a switcher upper, <sighs> dude. He, called, he bounces he, he bounces from course to course. Like he called for the lefty, um, so he starts into an electronics technology course. Oh wow! Which dude nineteen eighty two? You are getting into electronics. This is the fucking time to get into electronics yeah. and stay there, yeah. Because you could, this motherfucker, could have made a ton of money been successful probably probably paid a woman to have sex with him at some point in time
1: because this is like startup like
0: like Mac Mac (laughs) (laughs) yeah IBM was a big thing Mm. and honestly you know as the crow flies he's only you know hour and a half two hours from the IBM factory here they probably would have taken his stupid ass as a you know an employee probably
2: about
0: that's just Two up hours. in, like, Essex, yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, at the
1: time, it was. But, I mean, back then, though, they were making, like, big computers. Yeah.
0: And he could have been part of that. Yeah. You know, making servers the size of my car. Yeah. That have less memory than my phone that fits in my pocket. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> um, so, uh, fuck. Hey, do you want to take a break? Yeah, uh, yeah, we got to get. Th- I, let me get through this paragraph, and we'll take a break here. Um, actually, I've got a really good spot for that. So he he switched over to this course because this was less of a um, influence
1: on his social life.
0: No, no, this is Shit. less of a this is less of a um, like a regular college course. This would have been more of a
1: hands on, more of a
0: vocational school kind of thing, where like you graduate and you basically. Fill out paperwork there and you have a fucking job two days after you're out of college. Okay. You know, one of those where it's like, okay. you graduate this course, we can 90 per, you know 99% guarantee you a job basically somewhere. Okay. Okay. You know, smart move. Yeah. Of course. Um, and that's what we don't teach people enough of anymore is that if you get into the trades, the trades are a good thing to get into. It's, it's not just for dumb people. Don't let anybody no. try to tell you that you have to go to fucking college and get an education and... You know, be in debt for the rest of your life when you could go to a trade school and be out of debt in five years because you're making a shitload of money. <sighs> Depending on what trade you go into. Yes and no. You let's, can definitely put make a like that. bunch of fucking money, though.
1: Because, I mean, that's what Jeffrey thought. That's what your brother thought. Yeah, but. And, uh, and then, you know, he got back and was like. My yeah. brother
0: is one of the very, very rare ones that went to a tech school graduated, and then didn't go into that field, and and ended up making better money than he would have if he had stayed with it.
1: Well, he did go into the field. It's just, you know, he 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 was told, hey, you come out of here, you're going to make X amount, and then he got to the real world, and they were like, yeah, no, you're going to uh, wash vehicles.
0: Let me tell you, though, my brother got fucked because of nepotism. Okay? 100%. Because I know the guy he went to work for and he yeah. hired some fucking dumb, uh, some dingus directly out of high school. That had no idea what he was doing to do body work on cars. When my brother went to goddamn school to do that, mm-hmm. you know, but again, my brother's one of the rare cases where he ended up making more money, not staying in the field that he went for. True. You know, um, so had he finished this three year program, he would have been he would have been set. You know, he would have, again, yeah. would have had a job, this, that, the other. In 1985, his grades start to fall off, and he stopped showing up for classes. Um, he's in the final, basically in the final marking period of this course. So he's got a couple weeks. He's got, like, maybe, you know, six, eight weeks left of this course. And he just fucking flakes. Weeks from graduating, he just bails. Um, so then he gets the idea like not too long after that without a whole bunch of warning 1986 uh, leaves his mother's house and moves into his own apartment Oh, by himself okay no roommate just him okay which you know for someone with a history of mental health issues and um, someone who's very very dramatically affected by being isolated yeah this may not have been a good idea um no so here we'll take a little break and come back and finish this up um 1986 is the first time that he would visit the Ecole Polytechnique in Montreal. Okay. So this is, uh, I don't remember exactly what a polytechnic college is. I thought it was something that was made up, but it's not. It's a real actual thing. I think it's a, I think it was like a, a if I remember correctly, it's, it's like half trade school, half actual college, you know, where you can, you know, work on a trade, but you can also get like a business degree to go with it. One of those yeah. kind of deals.
1: Um, well, it's just basically a technical college. That's all it is. Yeah, essentially, I mean, it's, it's, it's just. Uh, it's, but it, it's VTC. No, no, no.
0: But what I'm saying is, is, is you could go for the technical side of it, but they also had another part of it where you could go and just do regular college courses. Is what I'm the way I think that works.
1: Yeah, well, it's like most colleges now, where you have to offer. I mean, Jeffrey did that. Your brother did the same thing.
0: That was that was a that was just business and trade. What, this one, I think, is like you could do like. Your trade stuff, business stuff, and then they had like, uh, like a history course, like program uh, or some shit like that. I think I don't, I don't know. I'm uh, not.
1: Yeah. I never
0: went to one. So.
1: Um, and neither did I. I went to tra- traditional college.
0: <laughs> so he wanted to get into the engineering program. Um, that you know, had he gotten into it, he would have no doubt flaked on this as well at some point. I think. He's a pretty good track record for not finishing shit that he starts. Yeah. True. For now. Um, so right about here is where he gets shit canned from his job at the hospital. Oh, wonderful. His supervisor said that it was because when he was there, he wasn't doing his job and he was just insubordinate all the time, basically. Okay. Two very good reasons to fire someone, I think. Uh, yeah. You know, we're not going to pay you to come in here and not do anything. And then when we tell you to do something, you're an asshole about it. Eh, I, I can see that being, you know, grounds for termination, as they would put it.
2: Yeah.
0: Or however you say it in French, I don't know. Um, <laughs>
1: I think it's still grounds for termination.
0: <laughs> so, he's pissed off about losing his job, and... Oh, poor bastard. Now he starts getting, he starts making a plan in his head. Uh-huh. He's planning to go on a murder spree that would eventually uh-huh. end up with him dead, either at his own hands or being killed by the police. Okay. Not a... Not a rational response to losing your job at a hospital where you're serving food and scrubbing toilets.
1: Not ness- No,
0: I mean, you could probably find another job doing that somewhere else, my man. Just saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure, for sure.
0: Shit. You could have gone and worked at one of these fucking colleges you're going to drop out of, and they probably would have, they, they might not have paid you, but they maybe wouldn't have charged you for some of your classes. You True. know, True. Like, I know there's colleges around here. If you go and work as a janitor, they'll let you take courses for free. And you can eventually get your degree from them. Middlebury College is one of them. Yeah. There's a reason I tried to get in there for a little bit, but um I'm not cut out for Middlebury College. I'm not uh I'm I, I would I would fit in more in the other part of Middlebury. <laughs> you know, with like the fucking regular folks and shit. Eh. You know, not the uh the college crowd there.
1: I mean I don't know. Because
0: Middlebury's two things. It's hippies and farmers. That's all it is.
1: Mel and the... the, No, it's three things. Because it's, you know, hippies, farmers, and then there's the fucking, like... Maybe it's four. Because there's the wannabe, you know, like, I got money. Then there's the people that really actually have money.
0: And the people that actually have money don't look like they do. It's <laughs> very
1: much true, and some of those people are actually really fucking nice.
0: Oh yeah, most of them are.
1: That's the that's the that's you know, not really a sad part, but no interesting part.
0: So like when people like oh eat the rich, not all of them, because some of them are actually good people.
1: Yeah, you know there there are a,
0: a majority that are assholes. When you say eat the rich, you should be thinking more politicians, like yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, than you know not people that actually earned their money anyway um um so another thing that he got really really into was telling anybody that would sit down and have a conversation with him and listen how much he fucking hated feminists and women in the workforce in general um okay especially if they were in a male-dominated you know field like uh, you know civil services like police firefighters shit like that Uh um the sciences that kind of stuff you know stuff that he would have wanted to do. I guess back,
2: yeah. Still then, yeah.
1: Still, yeah. I mean, still this is still eighties, so yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they're starting to come around. Well, because this is what? What'd you say? What eighty? This is uh, eighty six. Eighty six. So yeah, it's still start. I guess it's starting to come around to that point of like more integrated of of you know the sexes, right? You know.
0: So another thing that he, he really, really hammered on was that women should not focus on careers. They should stay at home, tend the house, and raise kids. Uh-huh. Is there anything wrong with stay-at-home moms? No. Not even a little bit. But it should be a choice, not a requirement. Uh-huh. You know, if if that is your choice and you come to an agreement as a as a unit where you're making enough money that she can go, I'm going to stay home and, you know, raise the kids. Fucking awesome. That's great. You yeah, know, I'm cool with that. Is it a feasible thing now for most people? No. 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 No, no not even fucking close.
1: Um, not really. I mean, unless your significant other makes three figures,
0: maybe. Three? Hundreds of dollars a year.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you mean, like six six figures, yeah. whatever.
0: That might be a little bit closer, yeah. shut up (laughs) um so this this was his father coming out in him Um, ah
1: his father came in in him
0: no mercifully no um but as much as he hated his father the older he got the more he became his father as we all do (laughs) no you definitely have some similarities with your dad yeah
1: not really you
0: do you do. Um,
1: no, no, I really don't.
0: So people that knew him also said that he got really aggressive and unpredictable at this point in his life. Okay. And his frustration and, and you know annoyance with the world at large, he failed one of the required tests to get into this university. That, of course, was absolutely not the case. It's definitely because there was women flooding the job market and giving being given opportunities ahead of him uh-huh that's that's the truth that's honestly what happened wink 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 um wink wink. nudge
1: um, nudge uh, yeah no more so
0: th- these were men that deserved to work or men that you know wouldn't get a job and uh it's th- these were these were positions that he should have been put into so that he could have either left them or been fired from them Oh, yeah. And it wasn't fair that a woman was working harder than him to get said position. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Poor bastard.
0: So in the fall of 1987, he takes a few more courses at a smaller college and got good enough grades um, so that in February of uh, 1988, he somehow starts a course in computer programming at a private college in Montreal. Oh. This dude's got to be in, like, $6 million of fucking student loan debt by now. He's been to like five different colleges. He's not finishing any of these courses. You know, I don't. He know. doesn't have a job.
1: I think they actually pay. They you don't have to pay for college up there.
0: That's stupid. That's pretty stupid. No, it's kind of like a,
1: a mentality, like a European mentality of of I send, I'm sending you to college. So that you can get a good education, and then you can come out into the workforce and work, so that you can help to send my kid through.
0: So, it's socialism
1: this form of it, I guess. I mean, it's 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 well, you're working for the working for everybody else.
0: This one, he should have been pay being he should have had to pay for because it is a private institution. This is not a public college. So I don't know, just like with private schools here, you have to pay. You can't just send your child to a private school. You have to pay for that yeah. public school. You don't have to. And it shows.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I just yeah. don't know about the whole. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know about that. that.
0: This was kind of weird because he got government student loans to go to a private college. And it was weird enough that every source that I found mentioned it, which to me meant that it's kind of weird. Um, at the, and from here, he moves into a new apartment with an old high school friend in, uh, in downtown Montreal. And by the winter of 1989, he's now taking night courses in solution chemistry, which is one of the three required courses to get into the college he's trying to get into. Okay. okay. What confuses me greatly is why someone who is not employed and is not taking his regular college courses anymore is taking a night class. <laughs> I... right? Right? It doesn't it's not like it's the only time they offered these classes cuz if you're offering a night class there's more than a you know there's a more than better chance that you could probably take it during the day. Yeah. You know, um maybe he's a vampire and that's when he can come out at night. Yeah. <sighs>
1: Because he wears his sunglasses at night. The only
0: thing I could think <laughs> is that he had to take night courses because he couldn't get into the, the, the day courses because all the women had taken his position in the day class. Of course. That's, that's the only sad. thing I could come up with that made sense rationally for this turn.
1: Yeah. That's okay.
0: what it was. Probably. Uh, um, I'm going to say yes. Oh, and I almost forgot. August of 1989. He applies for a firearm license that was approved that he received in October of that year.
1: Have, no. Oh, wait. Yeah, this is before they became uh, totally the anti. Anti-gun. This is
0: before Justin Trudeau was, pr- was prime minister. Yeah. Um, it's true, it's right. Actually, hold on. Hold on here. Hold on here.
1: He probably wasn't even born.
0: No, he, he's about your age. But...
1: Is he really about my huh. age? Huh.
0: Okay. So this is shortly after his father left the position as prime minister. Ah. Because his father was the prime minister uh, from 1968 to 1979 and from 1980 to 1984. Um, okay. Well, sorry. His his mother's husband was prime minister because his father was running Cuba. Ah. Have you ever seen pictures of him and Fidel Castro at the same age? that's his dad dude <laughs> and his mother used to go to cuba all the fucking time without dad
2: okay. it would make
0: sense okay. but uh he's also destroyed canada so <sighs> he's such a pussy he's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> tell us how you really feel i, I just did um <laughs> so he gets his firearms license in october um we're gonna we're gonna take that fact. And we're gonna just put that in our back pocket and hold on to that because it's gonna it's gonna come back up again. Okay. Uh, in a very unfortunate way. Okay. Uh, um. He's again rejected from the same college after meeting with an administrator.
1: Um, <sighs> More fucking women taking up his job. Well, no.
0: Th- this is they informed him that there were three classes that he needed to be paying attention to, not just the one. Oh. Um. But of course. As all this shit's going on, he starts complaining to the officer about how women are, you know, ruining the workforce and destroying his chances of having a, a life where he can make any kind of money. Oh, yes, um, yes. I, I'm pretty sure that this conversation that he had afterwards had probably zero influence on him being denied. Uh, May have been some sarcasm there, too, because, like, I mean... you really want this fucking guy in your college? Like, gross he's gonna be a fucking problem like if you put this guy in here he's gonna be an issue this, this, when he shows up yeah yeah he'll be an issue until he flakes
1: i mean he may or may not be an issue
0: oh he would definitely have been an issue what what part of this story so far makes you think that he would not have been a problem with this college The fact that he's mentally unstable, like, uh I mean, I know now. Sometimes it's almost a pre a prerequisite to get into college is you have to be a little mentally unstable. But either that, or they can just beat it into you there? I mean, I don't know,
1: because really, technically, I mean, college is a business type thing. So they, you know, they're not there to okay. They're, they're not there to like you know make sure you go. So
0: it's kind of like. Uh, It's your prerogative to go. Okay, fair. Fair enough. Counterpoint. If it's a business, do you want to work with this fucking guy? No. Exactly. Nobody wants to be around him because he's a weirdo. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. Good point. And as much as he doesn't like women, he's desperate for a girlfriend. Wow. Even though.
1: You're not going to get one, buddy. He had a tendency
0: that any time he talked to a woman, he would, you know, he'd boss them around and talk down to them. Ah. And the modern term that comes up that I fucking hate is he would have mansplained to women. Ah. Uh, yeah. I under, Yes, I understand that that's a real thing.
1: Yes.
0: But every time a man has a conversation with a woman, it's not that. Like, I've had people... Why, why are you trying to mansplain stuff to you? I'm not. I'm just trying to explain it to you.
1: Yeah, but there... Um...
0: <laughs> Mansplaining is a real thing. It's when you're like you're kind of condescending and an asshole while you're trying to explain something to a woman. Sure. Yeah. But if you're just trying to explain something to somebody, that's not mansplaining. That's I just
1: refer to it as being condescending. Yeah.
0: You're, you're being a cunt <laughs> or you could just say that. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, <laughs> but uh, or you're just being a condescending cunt.
0: Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> mansplaining is probably a little bit, uh, it's a little bit softer uh, language for PC softer generation. Oh, <laughs> you know,
1: Soft as baby shit. As I'm my, telling uh... you, dude, if you
0: walked up to some of these college kids at, like on campus while they're doing something, are like, you're being a real asshole. They would probably cry. <laughs> he, he, he attacked me. Asshole. He attacked me. No, I didn't. Shut up, you fucking idiot. <laughs> breathe, buddy, breathe. <laughs> I don't understand how going to college, which is supposed to make everybody smarter, seems to make everybody really fucking dumb a lot of the times. It's like yeah, you're going there to try to do something, but at the same time, you're it's, being brainwashed and all kinds of stupid bullshit. It's now taking fucking courses that aren't going to do you any good. It's, I mean,
1: whole, like it's nowadays type of thing.
0: So he also had a lot of conversations with dudes like in front of women about how much he hated feminism and feminists and women that took work from men. Yeah. I'm starting to notice a pattern here. He's one of those dickheads. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Um, so you can see that he was, obviously, he was constantly just fighting vagina off with a stick. Like, he's oh, beating yeah. these women back because they're just all over him. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Every time this... way, you savages. Every time this man spoke to a woman, her womb just, like, sealed shut like a fucking ancient Egyptian tomb. <laughs> Clunk. It's like, Never.
1: No, or nothing happened because he was wouldn't talk
0: to him. Oh, no, but he was uh, like he would act- go to talk to him, and they would just go what he was actively trying to talk to women, and the dryness in the vagina was just so much that they're like, "Gross, get away from me." Your presence has just ah uh, ruined my crotch. Gotcha temporarily. <laughs> you know, he's one of these guys that if you st- if he tried to talk to you or me you just stand kind of like stare at him you done okay cool and you just end the conversation as quickly as possible and yeah. leave um you're what uh, exactly oh, yes oh oh okay cool see ya yeah bye <laughs> get rid of that beard you look like shit um uh, so he was uh I'm not gonna be an asshole dude Dude, he but... had a really really shitty beard anyway um so late november early december 1989 rolls around and he puts that firearms license to use, and he goes and buys himself a mini 14. It's a Ruger mini 14, oh. which is in the most lethal caliber ever created by man. Two, two, three. Super fast. 22. Oh, my God. What are we going to do with that? I know. You know, it's okay. um, but it, it's it's not as lethal as an AR-15 because it has a woodstock. True. See? It's not it's not as dangerous because it doesn't look as dangerous
1: true you know i mean
0: it could be i don't know man we'll find out i guess it's a hard telling not knowing Um, situation right now so pure speculation on my part but um he did end up buying this from a sporting goods store (gasps) kind of like some. no he bought it from somewhere like uh like a dick's or academy something like that probably um because i'm assuming i again speculating I think at some point in time he went into a gun shop and tried to buy something. And even though he had the proper licensing and could pass yeah. the background check, people there said no, because I know you can do that here where if you own a, you own a gun shop, if you are a, an FFL dealer, you can deny a sale uh-huh. because you don't want to sell to that person. Yes. People at gun shops usually have a, pretty good judge of character for the most part um and you could i will you i will show you a picture of this guy and you're gonna go oh he's got crazy eyes ah, uh. and you would not sell him a gun but you go somewhere like a sporting goods store where you can also buy basketball hoops and shit uh-huh. and you have some fucking 17 year old kid behind the counter that doesn't give a shit because he's making like four bucks an hour whatever here you go see ya yeah um
1: I mean, at that point, they used to be able to do all that stuff anyway, back then.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to pull up a picture of this fucking turd Old for you.
1: sketchy eyes.
0: Okay. Look at this man and tell me he does not look unstable. He's got crazy eyes. They're just dead. There's nothing behind him. God, this guy looks so familiar. Yeah
1: like or maybe he looks like someone that, you know, I've seen before. And without
0: the facial hair, he still looks crazy. You know? Huh. You can look at somebody and just go, "Oh, oh, there's I'm not I'm not selling you a fu- I wouldn't sell you a goddamn butter knife. Um, but yeah, he's 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 that guy. He's him. So, December 2nd, he shows up at Monique's house. Um, he brings her birthday gifts even though our birthday is like two weeks away. Um, he also shows up with, uh, a, ba- a couple of bags of belongings that he puts in his old room and, a, a a note that he's stuck in there as well. After all of this goes down within a couple of weeks, she would go up and kind of like go through his room. That is his old room and start going through his shit. And she would find this note and all of his belongings. And, uh, Kind of sucks that she didn't find it sooner um, because this could have helped. He also didn't pay his rent for December, which uh, the landlord mentioned being odd because he was usually really, really punctual about paying his rent. Um, How he's paying his rent without a job, I don't fucking know yet again, Uh... but whatever. Um, So between October and December, he's spotted over a dozen times at a coal polytechnic okay um wandering around campus looking through windows opening exterior doors a few times they people had seen him just walking around the halls looking in classrooms too being kind of weird for somebody that doesn't go to school there you know a little odd uh, yeah a little weird
1: it is weird <sighs> December stand it
0: yeah you know uh nowadays we'd <laughs> we'd be like well hey lock the fucking doors because there's a yeah. stranger here
1: yeah stranger danger yeah
0: yeah um december 6th is the end of the uh the, the term for call polytechnic which means that people are cramming for finals you know giving final presentations in classrooms yep mark's doing some paperwork himself
1: oh he is I uh,
0: he wrote out a handful of pages he uh left a few on his desk and um the, the, the big one that he spent most of his time writing, he, stuck in, he stuffed in his pocket. Um, at 4 p.m., he'd be sitting in the registration office at the college. Um, and someone asked if he'd been helped or if he needed any help with anything. And he very calmly just said, no, I'm waiting for someone. Okay, that's weird, but whatever. Um, okay. They made a note to say that he sat in a very strange position that kind of... So the office, there was, like, you walked into the office and there would have been, like, metal, like, or, like, chairs, folding chairs, whatever, on either side of the door. He sat in one, like, right at the very edge of the door. And apparently kind of, like, stuck the chair out a little ways into the entrance, which they thought, like, you notice stuff like that and you go, what the fuck is going on here? This is a little weird. Yeah. Um, And he's also fucking around with this green plastic bag that he's got. Um, I don't think it would be a grocery bag. I think maybe more like, uh, like a duffel bag kind of deal, like a gym bag, you know, I mean, technically it's a plastic bag, right? Okay. Um,
1: I'm, I'm going to say sure. Uh, I don't really, could have been a green plastic bag. Because
0: of the contents, it was not a grocery bag. I can tell you. Okay. Uh, it, it would have to have been substantially larger than a grocery bag. Okay. Um, <laughs> so later on after everything goes on one of the people in the office said that he seemed nervous and excited as he fidgeted with his bag um at four forty-five, he just kind of stands up and leaves the office um uh, walks up to the third floor uh walks up and down the third floor corridor a few times and then makes his way back down to the second floor again being super fucking weird okay at five ten. He walks into a mechanical engineering class um, where someone's giving their final presentation. um, Which may not be the best way that I could have worded that. Uh, So as the student's going through everything, Mark pulls the Mini-14 out of his bag. Um, And people thought he was joking until he put a couple of 223 rounds through the ceiling tiles. He then ordered all the men to leave the room, leaving nine female students. The guys all left. Uh, Nobody did a goddamn thing about this. One of the guys, as he passed, said he's firing blanks and had a little laugh to himself as he walked out of the room, thinking that this is all just a practical joke. Hmm. Mark then ordered all the women to the back of the room, Um, had them all line up. And uh, one of them asked what he was doing, and he responded, quote, I'm fighting against feminism. Uh, Natalie Provost, who is one of the women in the room, uh, very fucking confused by this whole thing, says, quote, we aren't feminists. We're just women studying engineering. And he did not find that to be a sufficient answer. And he starts firing from left to right into this group of women. He fires a total of 27 rounds into nine women. He kills, six, uh, he kills six immediately, um, leaving the other three for dead. Um, one of the ones that survived was Natalie. That's the only reason we have a fucking quote from her. Um, so he turns to leave the room, and on his way out, he stops at one of the desks, and he just looks down at this this one. I, I don't know what fucking caught his attention about this paper, but he grabbed a pen and wrote, shit. On the paper twice. And then fucking walked out of the room. I don't fucking know, dude. Okay. I, I, I don't understand that. That It gets way, way more convoluted and confusing than that. Okay. Um, so he then goes out into the hallway uh, where he comes across three more people where he fires one round each and wounds all of them. He then enters another classroom and this one happened to have the entrance at the back of the classroom. It's one of the um, almost like a, Amphitheater? Yeah, like a lecture hall kind of deal. Yeah. So your entrance is at the back. Um, he walks in and there's a woman like four feet away from in the back row. Pulls up that rifle, pulls the trigger, and nothing happens. Okay. So we're going to do... So from here, he, he kind of he ducks out of the room... And runs back to an emergency stairwell to reload. Oh. Because, you know, he's taking fire, obviously. Yes. You know, they're returning fire.
1: Well, yeah, he's, in his brain. These
0: fucking blue-haired feminists yep. and all sons their guns of, sons of that they don't have. How dare they. Um, why he didn't just reload in the room is beyond me. He had all of his shit with him. Um, but again, this guy's a crazy asshole, so that might account for some of it. <laughs> he goes back into the classroom... And found that the door is now locked. Oh. Okay. So he fires the handle a few times. Um, Oh, actually, I I forgot the the most important thing here is we had to do a little bit of math. Okay. This guy spent fucking 30 years in college and didn't understand basic mathematics. Um, Because anybody that's not familiar with buying a firearm, they don't come with preloaded magazines. You have to load those. Are you sure? And to load those, you kind of have to know what the capacity is for the magazine, correct? Yes. Okay. So 27 shots fired in the first room. Okay. Plus the three shots fired in the hallway. Okay. Quick math. That's 30, right? Yeah. Which happens to be the exact amount that these particular mini 14 rounds hold. Um, So the fact that he, I don't know if he just wasn't counting or if he's also a crazy asshole, like I just said, maybe had had an effect, but um, he definitely was not paying attention to that because like i mean i've never committed a mass shooting i've shot a lot of goddamn paper plates and stuff and i can tell you i keep track as i'm firing (laughs) how many rounds i fired so i know that i'm not just like click oh shit i'm empty i'm you know what i mean or you have a general idea at least of how many rounds you fire i'm gonna say
1: i have done that a few times where i've been... a
0: mass shooting or paid attention to how many rounds pa- you fired we're talking about paying attention <laughs> i know i'm trying to make light of this no. really shitty situation uh,
1: no i've i've done that where i've been shooting and i've not like just click i went oh shit yeah because i mean i was just because i was concentrating on you know the the target and whatever, and I didn't right. really pay attention to, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to better, you know, better myself, and I'm not paying attention to the number of rounds. Right. I'm uh, just th- trying th- that's, to... That's fine. You know, I just
0: wanted to do firearm math and try to equal it out against... Uh, I mean, maybe, I mean, this case... this Dickhead geometry. <laughs> maybe this, this case, you know... This Dingleberry should have known
1: been paying attention. Just saying.
0: You'd think if you're gonna if you were out to kill as many people as possible, you'd be paying attention a little bit. You know true. what I
1: mean? But um,
0: when you're not, it again just goes to show lack of detail with this guy. True, he can't follow through with anything. God damn it, that was awful. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Anyway, um, so. After he again shoots at the handle a couple of times and realizes it doesn't work like it does in the fucking movies, and the door doesn't just fall off the hinges, surprise! Um, So he moves on, and he would end up running into a woman coming down the stairs, and he shot her. Um, Luckily, he basically grazed her; she was able to um, to escape, like very, very lightly wounded comparatively. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she would go on to you know talk to the first responders and shit as we. When, when we get that far. Uh-huh. Um, so he then moved on to the financial aid department. And by this point in time, people have started to figure out what's going on a little bit. Um, and one of the women in that department got up to go lock the door. Uh, Maurice Langonier was locking the door when Mark arrived. So as she's pulling the door closed, Mark grabs the handle. And she manages to get it closed um, like fights the handle out of his hand and slams the door shut and um she gets, you know, she gets the door locked, which mm-hmm. that's a, a good thing, but this lock system makes no fucking sense to me. You may be able to make more sense of it. To lock the door from the inside the door had to be open. What? So she had to open the door to lock it. That which makes... is why the door was open when he got there.
1: That makes no sense. I
0: Thank you. I was trying to figure it out. Like, I'm kind of familiar with locks and stuff. That made no goddamn sense to me.
1: That makes absolutely no sense. I have no idea. No, it makes no sense.
0: No, but it was the way the locking mechanism worked. Unless maybe the lock was fucked up, and you had to, like, open it, lock it, and then pull it shut.
1: Unless... Unless it's a... Locking system where the lock is on the inside of where where uh, it where it uh, goes into the little hole, like the little latch or whatever. Yep. Sometimes they have like little buttons,
0: almost like a half-ass deadbolt kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So you probably have to like open it, press that, to so it locks it.
0: Oh, like one of those like slide down deals well no it's like you is, hook it and like no it down. this is kind of
1: like they have like there's like a little button like it'll be a button on this the top or but on the
0: bottom yeah so like if you open it so it actually locks the plunger yeah. in place instead of having like a like, yeah, a, twist, locks, like a twist lock like okay
1: kind of like yeah that like you said like deadbolt yeah
0: thing. um well unfortunately this door aside from having a really stupid fucking lock mechanism also had a very narrow window on the side oh um he fired twice through the door and killed uh, Maurice Langanier immediately. Um, but her actions and say in locking that door saved the lives of every other person in that particular office. So it sucks, but you know, good on her, you know, for doing yeah. you know doing what she could. Um, from here, asshole now goes downstairs to the first floor and enters the cafeteria. Oh boy! Just so happens to be lunchtime, dinner time, whatever. It's five o'clock. Oh, okay. There's about a hundred people in this cafeteria. Okay. Um, he located women and just starts shooting at them. He killed one woman immediately, like instantly, as soon as he walked through, injured two more, injured another. Um, two women attempted to hide in a, a storage closet, like a janitorial closet in the cafeteria. Um, unfortunately, he saw them go in there, um, went over, opened the door, and just, he fucking shot and killed both of them right there in a tiny, shitty little closet. Um, he then saw a man and a woman hiding under a table. And this is kind of weird. So he orders them out from under the table. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, oh, no, I'm I'm right here. So he, he orders them out from under the table. Um, and he kind of just left them there and moved on. Um, goes back up to the third floor. So he's here to kill women, right? Just had one. Actually listened to what he was telling her. come out from under the table, fucking pointed a gun in her face and the guy's face, and then left them. Because like he, he wasn't here to kill men. This was Still targeted. I'm confused. That's that's what I don't understand. Maybe I don't know.
1: It doesn't.
0: No, it doesn't compute. Because like you're here to annihilate women, and you have one right here. You know, easily able to kill her, and you just don't.
1: It doesn't. Mean- it's
0: this. because his brain is so fucked up that, like, I don't know if it didn't register or something. Uh, anyway. Yeah. He goes back up to the third floor, um, encounters two men and a woman. He shoots all three of them. Um, Wait. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't kill them, he just shoots them. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> So My brain's starting to hurt. It's not good. Somehow people on the third floor are still completely unaware of what's going on. Because everything's taking place on the second and first floor. So the third floor, they have heard none of this.
1: Well, their soundproofing must be really It's got to be fucking crazy, good. right?
0: Yeah. Um, so... Uh, they they have no idea that they're in the middle of a fucking you know what we would now refer to as an active shooter situation. Yeah. Um, because they're locked in on what they're doing. They're paying attention to their you know their classwork and all this shit. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: Maurice LeClaire um, is the next person that gets killed. He walks into the room that she's in, and she's on stage giving her presentation. Um, he walks through the door, sees her, and just fucking shoots her. Yeah. Didn't think anything of it. Just, you know, first person they saw, bam, shot her. Um, rest of the people in this room fucking freak out, obviously. Um, and they do two things that in a situation like this are not necessarily great. They either lay down on the floor or they try to run past him to get out. Not great either way. No. Um, Duck, duck, goose. Yeah. <laughs> so in the in the melee, he shoots and kills two more women. Um, he then starts looking around at the people on the floor. He sees five people laying on the ground and opens up on him, killing one and injuring the other four. One of the lim- women laying on the floor had really, really short hair. Like, this is a different, different pile of people. So she's got really short hair, wearing jeans and, like, a vest or whatever. He thinks she's a dude. So, whatever. Let's her go. Um, so, after reloading, he just starts walking around the room, just firing at people and not hitting anybody. These people are laying on the ground, and he's just, like, fucking, you know, dicking around and not hitting anybody. Thank God.
1: Okay. Um,
0: so, now we're, we're, com- we're coming down to it here. He's got the last round in the pipe. And he goes up onto the stage where Maurice Leclerc is now laying there, panicking, bleeding, and begging for help. He produces a pretty good-sized hunting knife from his belt, and he stabs her three times in the chest and kills her. Wow. Mark Le Pen then sits down on the edge of the stage with his feet dangling over the edge. Just sitting there, you know. Um, he takes off his hat, sets out on the ground, goes into, the, goes into his bag grabs a box of ammunition, sets that next to his hat, sets the knife down. Then he takes his jacket off. Um, okay. One of the survivors of this thing watched him as he very, very calmly just wrapped his jacket around the barrel of the rifle, and then said, quote, ah, shit. Kind of like that, like, eh, whatever. Um, he then tucked the barrel of the uh, Mini-14 up under his chin and blew his brains out which is probably where he should have started in the first place. Um, Yeah. So his time of death is 5.30 p.m. 20 minutes after the first shot was fired. Wow. He died at 25 years old. Okay. Ambulances arrived on scene at 5.21 but refused to go inside because they didn't have a police presence there yet. Okay. I can't blame them because the last thing you need to do is go in and try to save somebody's life and get fucking shot for it yeah that's what makes me sad about like some of these super super violent like cities where you know fucking firemen and paramedics have to wear you know steel plates to go into places because they're afraid that they're going to get killed just trying to help people
1: yeah
0: it's kind of fucked up
1: um it's 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 most definitely fucked up
0: so as they're waiting, uh, injured students start streaming out of the building and um, paramedics start pro- uh, providing aid. Um, some of the students are refusing medical attention, telling them that there are people that are hurt way worse inside. Don't, don't waste shit on me. I'm okay. Yeah. That's, that's something, you know. Yeah, for uh, sure. Oh, fuck. I lost my spot here. So when the cops get there, um, they start questioning witnesses. Um, stories get crossed up and, um, the way it works is like, you have people that were in different rooms that weren't, you know, they obviously had the same shit happen, but it happens so quickly that, you know, you're hearing shots fired here and then you have shots fired here. Uh Wires get crossed and they, they think the police now think that they're potentially dealing with. Multiple shooters.
1: Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Totally. So
0: regular street cops are told, don't go in. Wait till HRT arrives. HRT is hostage rescue team. Basically, um... They're SWAT. It's like SWAT, but they also do different shit. Like, they have negotiation skills. They're not just going to kick the fucking doors in and kill you. Yeah. Like, they'll try to talk to you on the phone first. <laughs> you know? No way.
1: That's FBI. That's
0: yeah. <laughs> FBI, HRT is is our version of HRT is the FBI SWAT teams because it's, it's FBI HRT. It's the same goddamn thing, except they'll kill your dog. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Touche, mister. So at five thirty-six, one of the survivors from the last classroom tells the police, no, 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 you guys are probably okay. I literally watched him shoot himself in the head. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so they go in and they start clearing rooms. Um, One of the really fucking sad details that I came across was like as they were coming through the first floor, they went past the financial aid office and the people in there see the cops and they start banging on the fucking windows and stuff trying to get their attention. The cops had to force their way through the door. They had to push Maurice out of the way because of the way she fell. She blocked the door, which yeah, you know, uh, that's sad. It is sad, but call it you know, if you want to, if you want to believe in the thing, divine intervention. Which, if she hadn't, blo- if she hadn't locked the door the way she fell, she blocked it and it was stopped him from getting through. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. Um, so they pretty quickly make their way up to room B three eleven, which is where this guy's like, "Hey, I I, I saw him fucking kill himself. This is yeah, the room yeah. I was in." Yeah. Um. So they get in there and they start kind of, you know, they get the paramedics in there and start mm-hmm. processing wounded. Oh god, this part fucking sucks. Um Montreal police uh uh fucking PR, so public relations. Uh the director shows up. His name is Pierre Leclerc, which is the most fucking French thing that's ever existed. This dude could be like a starting wing for the fucking Canadiens, whatever. Yeah. Very common last name. Yep. Um, so he arrives on scene and he's trying to help set up aid stations. Um, and of course he has to go in the building to try to assess how bad it is so that when, you know, news cameras inevitably show up, he can go do his PR shit and he has to have as much information as he can. Um, so he finds a bunch of guys walking out of, you know, walking into B three eleven, the final classroom. Um, unfortunately nobody stopped him from walking in there. Cuz he walked in and as soon as he did, he no- he immediately noticed the woman that was killed on stage as his daughter. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was writing this up last night and I was like, "Okay, I can I can get through this." And I got to that detail and I just went, "Motherfucker." And like, uh, yeah, that uh that one fucking hurt. That got me. Um Yeah. So, unfortunately, I have to do this, but when they were searching his body, going through his pockets and all this bullshit to find any information they can on him, they find his fucking suicide note. Okay, I'm going to read it, because (sighs) fuck this guy.
1: I really don't want to hear
0: any more about this dumb shit. You kind of have to, because it, it, it really nails down how much of an asshole he was. Okay. I mean, he he puts it into very plain. No, I mean French at first, but it's also translated on page two. Thank Christ. Um, forgive the mistakes. I had fifteen minutes to write this. See also annex. You had fifteen minutes to write this, but you had enough to write a fucking annex. Oh out. my okay. god! All right. Would you note that if I commit suicide today, eighty-nine twelve oh six, which is how they do the date, apparently? Yes. Uh, big, medium, small. Um, it is not for economic reasons, for I've waited until I exhausted all of my financial means, even refusing jobs. But it's done for political reasons, because I have decided to send the feminists who have always, ru- <clears throat> I've decided to send the feminists who have always ruined my life to their maker for seven uh for seven years, life has brought me no joy uh and has been totally blase I fucking hate this guy so much uh. um I think we may have a contender for my new least favorite person I've ever covered on this show. Uh, I have decided to put an end to all those viragos, which is a just he it's it's a derogatory term for women of some sort. I've literally said the word twice and has be- <laughs> both times been on this show um oh my God okay. I tried in my youth to enter the forces as an officer cadet, which would have allowed me po- <clears throat> allowed me possibly to get into the arsenal and procure uh, and proceed Lort- uh, Lorte in a raid. Um, uh, Den- uh, that's referring to Dennis Lorte, who committed a rampage attack against the Canadian Parliament in 1984. So at least he attacked people that deserved it, and the politicians. Okay. It's whatever. Um, uh, they refused me because... Uh, because of antisocial, I therefore had to wait until this day to execute my plans. In between, I continued my studies in a haphazard way, for they never really interested me, knowing in advance my fate, mm. which did not prevent me from obtaining very good marks, despite my theory of not of not. Despite my theory of not handing in work, and the lack of studies before exams. Oh yes. Yeah. So let's just brag that you know i'm i'm really good at taking tests i just don't want to yeah okay yeah even if the mad killer epitaph will be attributed to me by the media i consider myself a rational erudite uh, and i'm sorry a rational erudite that only the arrival of the grim reaper has forced to take extreme acts
1: shut the fuck up again
0: i had to read this because it really gets into the whole fucking (sighs) incel thing where i'm going to blame everybody
1: Except for yourself,
0: except for myself, for my shortcomings, Um, uh, for why uh, why preserve to exist if it is only to please the government? Being rather backward looking, uh, looking up by nature, except for science, the feminists have always enraged enraged me. They want to keep the uh, the advantages of women, e.g., cheaper insurance, extended uh, maternity leave, uh, preceded by preventative leave while seizing for themselves those of men. So he's trying to convince you in his suicide note that as dudes, okay, as guys, as bros, he has done us a favor by killing these women that were going to take jobs from us. (sighs) Thus, it is an obvious truth that if the Olympic Games removed the men-to-women distinction, there would be women only in the graceful events. What the fuck does that have to do with any of this? You weird little freak. Oh. <laughs> okay. So the feminists are not fighting to remove that barrier. They're so opportunistic. They do not neglect to profit from the uh from the knowledge accumulated by men through the through the ages. This is one of those ones
1: where I wish I could say, man, could you repeat that all again cuz I was listening so intently that I didn't hear any of it. Because then I could be like, oh, wait, never mind. I just don't want to hear any of it. Could you repeat that? I couldn't
0: hear it over me backhanding you. <laughs> uh, okay. God damn. They always try to misrepresent them every time they can. Thus, the other day, I heard they were honoring the Canadian men and women who fought at the front line during the, during the World Wars. How can you explain that since women were not authorized to go to the front line? Because they were nurses, you asshole. They were doing fucking the lord's work saving these men's lives that were being shot so therefore they're still technically they yeah they might not be taking fucking immediate fire they're still pretty close to the front line you dickhead if you're as much of a world war ii nerd as you claim to have been you would have known that
1: He, he, he read a different different
0: uh book Will we hear of Caesar's female legion and female galley slaves who, of course, took up 50% of the ranks of history. This guy's.
1: He's delusional.
0: I know you're not supposed to use the the R word anymore. He's really fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck him. Sorry for this. For this. (laughs) Sorry for this too brief letter. Could have been a whole lot fucking briefer, bud.
1: Yeah, you could have not Uh, fucking wrote. And then, of course,
0: he signed it. Mark Lapine at the bottom. Um, the up. annex was a list of 19 names and telephone numbers of women that he identified as feminists that he was going to also try to kill. I don't have the annex. I can't find it anywhere. I'm pretty sure that that was never released because, like, that's kind of fucking scary to find out that your name's on, on some asshole's hit list. You know what I mean? Um, so that's his fucking suicide note, okay? All in all... He killed 14 women. He wounded another 19 people. Um,
1: and two guys, or three guys. Yeah, n-
0: 19 people total wounded, other than killed. Um, and we're not going to pull that whole, well, there was really 15 victims because he died too. No, fuck him. This guy sucks. Fuck him to the moon and back to death. Yeah, you know, they, they tried to pull that bullshit with a Nashville shooter. There was there was actually seven victims because they died too. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what kind of... He, him, she, her, they, them, it was. You went into a fucking school and killed uh, three students and three teachers and they want to count you as a victim too? Fuck you. You're not a victim. Fuck you. You're not a victim. You're not a victim. As soon as you pulled that trigger, you're not a victim. Yup. As soon as you fucking shot through that door and crawled through it and decided you were going to go in and kill a bunch of fucking grade school kids and teachers, you get no sympathy. No. At all. I do not give a fuck what you've been through in your life. Nope. You lost it. You did. Um, so as is the case with events like this, there is long lasting and far reaching effects. Um, many of the first responders and survivors ended up obviously needing counseling for PTSD and, um, the people that were in there, a lot of them dealt with some pretty severe survivor's guilt. Um, one of the survivors, a kid by the name of Sardo Bly, um, Eight months after this, he hung himself. He left a note. He's like, I, I can't live with the fact that I didn't do anything when I could have. You know, it sucks. Yeah. Um, two months after that, both of his parents committed suicide, too. Because they lost their son for something that he had no control over. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, so, nineteen ninety six. Uh, Nadia, Mark's sister, who had kind of started getting her shit together, um, she dies of a drug overdose. Um, because over the the four or five years previous to this whole thing leading up, she had turned her life around. She was back on track. She was a good kid. All this shit happens, and every like all of her friends are like, she went off the fucking rails. Like, she started drinking, she's doing, like, drugs, like, drugs, drugs, not, like, smoking weed. Like, she's doing fucking drugs, drugs. Um, And uh, she ended up dying of an overdose, trying to deal with her fucking scumbag brother. So, yeah. that's, uh, that was uh, Mark Lapine. You know, you guys want... (laughs) One of you wanted a real fucking scumbag murderer, and uh, there you go. Yeah. Uh. Spoiler alert. The next guy I cover also killed people, but he killed people that really deserved it. Uh-huh. Specifically someone that we've mentioned in a past episode, which I'm going to leave it at that. Because it, you're going to you're going to hear the setup for it. And you're going to go, that's the motherfucker. And like, yeah, yeah. So
1: I'm going to say that there's a possibility I'm going to be covering a guy that wanted to kill a guy, but was told he couldn't kill the guy and just capture the guy.
0: And then the one I do after that is probably going to be another one that's going to make me really fucking sad. But you And
1: know. then he could have killed another guy. That would have solved a lot of problems.
0: I know you're talking about you son of a bitch. <laughs> he yeah. was in World War One, wasn't he? No, no. Okay, so it's not the one I was thinking of.
2: <laughs> We're like,
0: man, yeah, <laughs> there's a guy. There's a guy that I want to cover from World War One. That like one fucking twitch of that right finger would have saved a lot. And uh-uh.
1: this guy, because he had a
0: conscience and didn't want to kill a wounded person, he. No, no, oh. no, this
1: guy was, a, he was the godfather of pretty much, um, of uh, special forces as we know it. Okay. Um, you know, he was the first guy to do a, a hey ho. Okay. Well, or, no, no, sorry. Hey, low.
0: I'm excited to hear it because hopefully he's not as much of a scumbag as this fucking guy. No, 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 not scumbag.
1: Uh, national hero.
0: Good, good. We could use one of those right now because yeah. uh, this fucking ain't it.
1: Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I. I.
0: And like, I'm. I'm not a. I'm. It's weird. If I had written this episode two years ago, wouldn't have bothered me. I've gotten really fucking soft after having a kid. <laughs> like when I was writing this last night, and I got to that point where like this dude. I, like, I watched an interview with him, and he's, like, fucking pff, bawling. I'm like, yeah, same. I sat there and fucking cried watching it. You know? I, Because uh... he fucking walked in and found his... Nobody else knew who she was. They were like, oh, shit, there's a dead person here. Yeah. He walked in and was like, fuck, that's my kid. Yeah. You know? And, like, LeClaire, super fucking... Super common last name. Um, matter of fact, actually, before we go... Um...
1: Yeah, I mean, I... I... Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, before we me, go, I, I do want to run through a list real quickly because they deserve it. I guess, um, have got all the, where the fuck is here? I got the names of all 14 women that he killed. Um, <coughs> some of the surnames are going to sound really goddamn familiar. Cause we got them around here too. Um, Anne Marie LeMay, um, which is Anne Marie, okay? Yeah. Then you have Anne Marie Edwards, which is Anne hyphen Marie Edwards, okay. Um. Oh fuck! I can't read that. It's so small. Anne Saint Arnault, Annie Turcotte, uh, Barbara De I believe. Uh, Barbara, uh, Barbara. Kluznik, Gene, uh, Genevieve Bergeron, Helen Colgan, Maurice Langanier, the one that we mentioned in the office, uh, Maurice LeClaire, uh, Maud Havernick, Michelle Richard, uh Natalie Crito, and Sonia Pelletier. I actually went to school with like a handful of Pelletiers. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So well, I'm glad I don't have to talk about that guy anymore, or fucking yeah. read about him anymore, or watch anything yeah. else about him. I got good Christ. I, I I had enough. You were done like an hour ago. <laughs> as soon as I was like, yeah, and his dad beat the shit out of him. You were just like, yep. Like you didn't say it, but I I saw the fucking the blinds go down behind your eyes. You're just like. I'm done.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I'm not
0: saving any of this to my long-term memory anymore. No,
1: no, no. It it went, it went, it went. Yeah. But then, you know.
0: This guy definitely made, like, the top 10 of if I ever, (laughs) if I could resurrect a human being and kill them myself, yeah, he's on that list. And that's just, like, top 10 from this show. It's, uh, It's not even, like, I don't know. For me, it's not so
1: much, like, if I if bring if I could resurrect the the fucking dipshit and then bring him back to a certain point and show him that or tell him that things could be better and you do not have to you know and 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 have been like or put him in a situation of a better positive outcome at a younger age right.
0: And it's, I know people, some people would, may get upset about this, but not to be that guy. If he had one positive male role model in his life, he could have been a normal fucking guy. But he didn't. He didn't have a chance. Like, I again, you feel bad for him the first part of the story. Then the day that he decides to go into a fucking college with a rifle, that's gone. Or even, you know? I don't know, even
1: having, I guess... It sucks to say it, might be even to say it, but like having had his mom around more, maybe
0: a, a young man that's been through shit like that needs a good male role model. I, I think that would have been a huge fucking help.
1: But also to have your mom there to to tell you everything's going to be all right and put things like, you know, I don't know, just it's it,
0: that's not all on mom, though. Cause like you have to have, you have to have dad there to, to teach you that this is not how you treat people. This is not how you treat women. This is if, if you want to be uh, a normal, he could have had an uncle that did it, right? He, he could have had a, just a, a fucking, a positive male role model would have changed this guy's life, you know, had, had his fucking mentor not been a child molester and just been a regular dude. He could have been the one to help. Yeah. You know? it Possibly. just it's sad because from the get-go the whole thing could have been avoided. Yeah. If dad had not been a piece of shit, son would not have been a piece of mm. shit.
1: Yeah. Anyway, you know, uh I'm I'm done talking about this guy. I want to yeah. I want to move on. Uh so I'm sorry to no, like that, but No, I'm glad. Thank uh, you. if uh you guys want to hear more uh some more stuff, you know, from us You know, on a weekly basis, uh,
0: patreon.com forward slash dark windows podcast, except for last week where we didn't do one because I it's okay had an issue. I had near fatal diarrhea. Ah. (laughs) It was not fun. Um, I couldn't I couldn't stay out of here long enough to type. It was great. So you're going to get two this week instead because you didn't go on. Last Week, so yeah,
1: and uh, we'll know by the time. We're...
0: Oh, I can already tell you right now we're doing historical assholes because it's it was like 14 to 7 on the listen. I, put, the vote. Out, I
1: put out the word for everybody to the vote, but I don't know if that's gonna happen because we got like you know, well, tonight left essentially, unless we push it until Friday.
0: Oh, no, no, I we said February 1st, so tonight's it.
1: All right, well, anyway,
0: uh, it is 15 to 7 in favor of historical assholes. It went up. I personally. Was really pulling for international war criminals. Me too. Because like that would have been a lot easier to narrow down. I know. Um, I mean, I've got a couple of dudes that we have to put on the list to draft. Um, but we have to still have to do that at some point. Well, have to yeah, we we'll anyway. maybe, maybe Sunday when you come over. We come over to do Patreon. We can um, figure some out.
1: So, yeah. Anyway, uh, we're on Facebook, Dark Windows Podcast. We're on Instagram, Dark Windows Pod. Um. Uh, twitter dark windows pod yeah but anyway uh and uh if you want to happen to you know want to email us about a topic or or just to bitch at us or whatever you can we're darkwindowspod at com. yep um or you can just email or message one of us directly i'm kevin hire he's kevin kev carlton no
0: i'm kevin carlton on facebook again god damn it oh you're kevin Carlton. i got my in back oh because it finally let me change my name. Oh. Because the Kev Carlton was my backup account for when I was a bad boy on Facebook, and said inappropriate things like, uh. you know, telling, you know, French Canadians that their maple syrup is subpar in that exact wording, and I got flagged for hate speech. Well, they're assholes. I was like, really? That's that's hate speech? Yeah. I, mean, I didn't even tell you guys once to go fuck yourselves or that your hockey team sucks, <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, that maybe is hate speech but it's like hey we've got the better true, maple true. syrup that's not hate speech it's a fact true it's hate fact hate fact
1: <laughs> hate truth yes uh so yeah and uh let's see anything else uh no no I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna
0: go I'm gonna cry in the shower for a little bit though so. yeah
1: and so uh if you listen to patreon we'll have two this week and um if you're not a patron become one
0: one's gonna be really fun. Like, I know mine's mine's going to be kind of fun because I'm, uh, for anybody interested in Patreon, I am going to talk about some companies, like large corporations that maybe did some not good things during World War II. And some of them will fucking shock you, especially when you find out what they did. Hmm. <laughs> okay. And it's not just like, oh, yeah, Porsche made engines for the, the Panthers and shit, you know, big deal like in daimler made engines for the fucking shermans whatever it's a, it's a it was a national thing they were making shit that they were told to make for military that's how it goes i'm more talking about like other stuff where you're like yeah. oh that's bad
2: yeah,
1: yeah. uh yeah. yeah and as of now i i'm
0: don't yeah. really know too much what i'm gonna cover but i'm gonna cover something like a luxury automobile company <laughs> using slave labor from concentration camps to make vehicles that's how it goes yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. With that said, just because you can't see on the dark doesn't mean the dark can't see into you.
0: Hug your kids. Raise good people. Like, if you have kids, you know. Yeah. Don't beat them. Hmm. <laughs> Please. Last thing we need is more of this bullshit.
3: On February 4th, The Minds of Madness is set to release an investigative four-part series centered on a cold case from nearly four decades ago. At first, it was just, my mom's gone. And then it became, you know, your mom was taken by a bad man. They found video of him killing women.
1: If you'd ever watched any uh, episodes of Breaking Bad, that's exactly what you would see.
3: He buried these 11 women and kept going out there. He made a road going out there. You got this dude saying, hey, I'm going to show your family these pictures, and, like, he's secretly taping her. The cops don't care. We're nothing to them.
0: Dumped her like a piece of garbage, you
3: know.
1: I don't see anything that screams there's two people doing this.
3: I never thought anything was going to come of this case. Ever. Listen to the Minds of Madness series, Who Killed Jennifer, starting February 4th, wherever you get your podcasts.